right guys we back in the flesh we got another show for you episode two one that's a good number you guys know that's prime sanders new ezekiel elliott zeke the freak so we're gonna get this thing going one way or another we sorry for the we apologize we apologize for the delay but i got my man no other ddp in the mix man what's going on hey man not much not much ready to get going here took a took a little longer to set up than i expected other than that, I think we're I think we're good to roll now. Indeed. So now we're rolling. For those who just tuning in for the very, I'm talking about, I mean, the very, very, very first time. My name is Law Nations and DDP. You can go ahead and tell them what that means. Uh, DDP Diamond Dallas Prospect. Uh, <laughs> website is thedallasprospect.com. Paying homage to my man Diamond Dallas Page, former uh, WCW and WWF slash E wrestler. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Dallas Prospect, your home for all things Dallas sports and pop culture. Uh, we're, we're everywhere tonight, man. We're, we're streaming on the Dallas Prospect YouTube, Law Nation YouTube. We're also on both Facebook pages for us. Uh, Big Game James page, Silver and Blue Nation. Uh, we also, Dallas Prospect has a Twitch now, which uh, I am brand new to. So, yeah. Uh, where, where should we tell them to kind of consolidate? Uh, for chat well you guys can still uh go to the law nations uh youtube chat box i just call it the chat box the flame box the yoga flame box you guys can go there and uh you can see uh, where i'll be commenting or responding to you guys comments there all right uh, a couple people here in the chat in the dallas prospect youtube channel chat we got uh richie on the beat tv from college station got sugar daddy Mm-hmm. Very, very nice here. Let me pull up as well some of the other other streams here just so I'm not missing out on any of the chat thing. Try and keep everyone involved. I'm going to be monitoring uh, the Dallas Prospect YouTube, and I'll kind of split between the show for the Twitch and Facebook pages as well. So consolidate in the comments uh if you guys want around law nation or dallas prospect pages but we are live on these other streams as well just to kind of broaden the audience and everything get the get the show out there and talk some cowboys football cowboys all day every day even twice on sunday so this is what it is i always like to give a shout out to the first person that laid dirt in the chat box Shout out to Callaway, the best way. He made first and second place. And Savage Time, one of the best names of YouTube. He's uh, actually third. So let's get this thing going, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So let's dive right into the first topic here for the Cowboys. We have the talk of Cliff Averill on Earl Thomas this week, talking about how not only is Earl obsessed with the Cowboys and everything, but how it wasn't even really a secret in the Seahawks locker room, which seems to suggest even before the whole hugging Garrett and telling him last season, hey, if you can come get me, come get me, which was, I think, Christmas Eve uh, when that happened. Apparently, this was already known before then that he was more than interested in the Cowboys. And it's interesting to me because it's just like the story that won't go away, it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, everyone continues to draw the ties for Earl Thomas back to Dallas. And at this point, it's possible, but I feel like if it's going to happen, it's going to be before next year. It's going to happen in the offseason after presumably this contract for him expires. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, Law? 
Well, I'm with the belief now uh, that it, it's just kind of sort of like everybody loves to play with the Cowboys. They don't want to. They don't like to. They just love to. And it's just one of those things where his obsession, of course, we know that uh, Earl Thomas is from Texas. He's he been rooting for the Cowboys all these years. I saw the interview or the little quick snippet of, of Averill talking about um, – the the, the the aspect of he uh, actually will leave a game after they play the game and go run to his TV to watch the Cowboys highlights. So hmm. it's kind of weird in a sense, man, for somebody to have that much passion, especially if they play for another team, and especially if they won and beat us too as well, several years, you know, when it when it needed to count. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I, I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat box saying that there's technical difficulties as far as buffering. Uh, we apologize, but we're going to keep it rolling, though. Yeah, uh, if, if it persists, I'll just throw up the thumbnail for the video on that, and we'll roll with that. So let me let me check here. Mm -hmm. uh, if I can't get this sorted out here momentarily, we'll just throw that up there and roll without go pure podcast. Yeah, I just went with my uh, my logo. Uh, <laughs> they said that my face was frozen, so I'm just going to go ahead and go with the logo. Okay. Let me flip to that here then. Um, as long as they can hear us. Now, are you yeah. guys able to hear us? That's what that's what counts, right? Yeah, I, I and, think uh, that's all it is. Now I just got to switch off the display capture for you, and we're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, guys, keep in mind, we are also both on, on SoundCloud. You know, go to SoundCloud. If you are traveling, you're on the road and you want to get your Cowboys fixed, just go ahead and subscribe to us on SoundCloud. There we go. Now we got a pure podcast set up here for anyone who was having technical difficulties. That should be fixed now. So <laughs> it's just my cousin Murphy Law. <laughs> yeah. Mur Murphy, man, he, he haunts this show. It, it is insane. It is insane the amount of shenanigans that guy gets into whenever we go live. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious here. Um, okay, so we are working. We are working all right on Facebook as well. That's good. Uh, the screen I was showing here was pulling up a uh, blank screen initially, but pull it up on mobile. It's working. I just think this page didn't refresh or whatever. So all good there. Yes, indeed. Just imagine everybody. Uh, every donation that you guys make help us out, help grow the nation. And then on top of that, too, as well, we ironing out the kinks. So when the real season come around, hopefully even by, let's say, preseason, this show will be off the chain, man. <laughs> we yeah. have all this stuff ironed out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it looks like I uh, had some lag going on the stream there momentarily, but I think it's all sorted at this point, hopefully. Um so yeah, it, as I was saying earlier on the Averill thing, that's really interesting if that's uh, the case, what you were saying about how he'll check the Cowboy highlights, like run back after the after their game or something to check out the highlights. You forget sometimes with these professional athletes, like they were fans growing up. They have their teams. So even if they don't play for that team, they might still be pulling for that team as long as they're not the team on the other side of the 50-yard the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's why I'm like, come on. Let's give give us the hometown discount. Give us the uh, the seven to eight million dollars a year type hmm. of deal. I mean, if you really love the team, I don't think eight to seven million dollars or seven to eight million dollars will hurt you at this point. I do know this is all about you know making the max money because football career span is like one of the shortest out of all 
uh, professional sports out there. Yep. But, you know, if you really love this team and you really want us to host that Lombardi trophy, go ahead and, and just say, hey, you know, I'm, not, I'm willing to pay for, play for $8 million. Yeah, but that that's the problem, too, and what you just said. You kind of hit the nail on the head there. Because your career is so short in the NFL, you cannot afford to do that, really. You are one catastrophic injury away, and that could happen at any moment from being done. You know, if it's basketball, you might get two, three contracts, something like that. And football, man, you're, you're pretty much, you don't know. You might get two, if you're lucky, if you're a quarterback, maybe you get like three or something, but... It's more of a crapshoot in football than any other major sport, where it's like you you almost don't have the the chance to risk it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't because if we look at it from here, uh, they already talk about the concussions. We already see the uh, the aspect of the NFL changing the rules. I don't know what this football gonna look like come uh, the first week of the NFL or even preseason because I think the kickoffs have changed and. And, and what you can do on the kickoffs and what you can do also in, in pop returns. It's just crazy how this ruling have changed and, and the lowering of the head. So we'll see. And I think what, what happened to as well, did, did the other guy, Chancellor, did he retire or he's still a – Chancellor did a, retire. He did. He officially retired. Yes. Uh, that was my understanding. His tweet the other day was like a, basically announcing his retirement. Now, unless there's something else to that that I'm unaware of, I'm 99% sure that, yeah, he, he officially retired. Now, normally, when you have uh, close, I guess, football player teammates, they might share the same agent. Do anybody know whether or not, you know, does Cam Chancellor share the same agent as Earl Thomas? Because that can play a major role, too, as well. Uh, I honestly don't know. Um, I could try and look that up. Yeah, Let me see yeah. Here. So while you're looking that up, shout out to Killing Them Softly. That's another cold name on YouTube. And uh, Italian Cowboy, my brother, man, thank you for tuning in too as well. Uh, Savage Time, he's in the mix. Daniel Stevens, he says buffering. Hey, we trying to work it out. Kelvin Meltdown, hey, man, hey, he's always in the mix, man. Shout out to you too as well. He said he just came here to troll earlier. So appreciate <laughs> it, man. I love it. I love it. Q Mills, what's up? He called me the lawman, you know. Hey, I'll take every name to throw at me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm curious, uh, the people who are seeing the buffering, if they're joining in live now or if they're seeing from earlier when we started the show. Oh, that could be possible too as well, you know. Yeah. Just hit live button when you uh, jump in, especially on YouTube. Uh, we do have the ability to rewind. But pretty much to catch you guys up, we was talking about the – Earl Thomas, his love, his love affair for the Cowboys and whether or not he's going to take the hometown or the home team discount to come on over here and put that silver and blue on because we know that that silver and blue will look so nice <laughs> with that Earl Thomas. And the last name Thomas, too, as well, that's my last name. So I know he'll look nice in that jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. D- Shout out to DJ Cobb and Ninja Nuts, man. They both saying that it's frozen solid, man. I mean, it should just be the thumbnail now, so if it's frozen solid, it should be exactly what it is. I don't even have the crawler on there anymore. Right. Well, hey, you know, it's, it's first time, first rodeo, you know. Um, who you have services by, you know. Maybe we can get a sponsor. <laughs> services by regarding my internet provider? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a who's uh who's not making me super happy right now. 
Spectrum. Hey, guys from Spectrum, if you guys ever hear us, hook us up with a deal because <laughs> our internet is slow right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's rough at the moment. But but neither here nor there. We got some people that are saying that they can still hear us. So audio is good, Daniel Stevens. So let's keep it moving, Dan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So moving on from that story here, what uh, what do you think? I saw an article the other day that was talking about uh, five potential first-time Pro Bowlers for the Cowboys, and mm. some of the guys that mentioned, you know, I mean, we we could do topics on really any of these guys, right? Because the whole point is none of them have made the Pro Bowl yet, and so there's an interesting conversation to be had about any of them. But the one who really jumped out to me was Jalen Smith. Mm. Do you, could you see him taking? if he's 100% a significant step forward to where I'm not even going to say like, yeah, he makes Pro Bowl. Let's just say in the discussion for Pro Bowl, could you envision him taking that much of a step forward after what was a pretty up and down rookie season, I would say? Yes. Uh, I think he led the team in tackles for a few games too as well. So I can see him uh, being in the Pro Bowl, but you know, you and I both know we don't want to see them in a Pro Bowl. Uh, because you know how the ruling goes. We want to see him in a Super Bowl. Now, all pro making all pro. That's what I really want to see him make him. I think that he can make he have a strong chance of being a pro bowler. And also Jordan Lewis. I, I don't think that uh, if they put him down into the slot and if he shows up and ball out, I don't think that there's another slot guy that can outperform him in 2018 out of coming out of the NFC. Just, mm-hmm. just me, just, just, just telling the truth, man. I, I really think that he's pretty much the, the, the hip pocket of the world. You know, just like if anybody have those blue jeans and that little small hip pocket that you put your keys in or whatever you put there, that little small baby pocket that's on the side of your hip. That is yeah. what Jordan Lewis is. Now, as far as what Jalen Smith, if he can play ninety percent of what he played like in Notre Dame. He's a, a, a shoe-in. I'm talking about a real shoe-in as a uh, Pro Bowl slash All-Pro 2 as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he could, I think he can bring a lot to it, and I think he's a good downhill linebacker. I still wonder a little bit about him in coverage, but mm-hmm. that that's something why why like a Van Der Esch should theoretically compliment him well. And, you know, we saw at the San Francisco game last year, not at it like we were there, but we saw in that game last year uh, him just laid the wood on who's the quarterback for San Francisco, man. It was such a generic quarterback name, but I remember it Beth- sounded vaguely Bethard dirty. Or something like that. It's oh, Beth- yeah, Bethard. But Beth- it looks like a beat hard or something like that <laughs> on the jersey, unless you've heard it said, yeah. Because I was, I was talking about it, like, I think uh, on a live stream after, like, a podcast, and I was like, I don't remember how they said it, and I'm afraid to say it how it sounds in my head. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Bethard, yeah, he he laid him out. That was forced to fumble and everything. I think that's his – I mean, that was his first career sack. I think it was his only one to, thus far. But, yeah, you get that dude going downfield, that foot's not going to be a problem at all because if he's going downhill to the ball in a straight line, you're, it's game over, man. Mm. And I always talk about when I say thank you for tuning in to the Low Nation Film Session. Take a look at his tenacity, the way he traveled and burst downfield with explosion. That's what I like to see with uh, Jalen Smith. And, and guys, you guys are going to see that. But like you said before, the only reservation that we have is him backpedaling out of his stance and covering out in space. So if he can tie those things up, 
And if he can show that he have the range and cover out in space better than what he did last year, then OMG. And you put late, you put LVE, and then you put also um, uh, the, the other guy, number 50, Sean Lee in the mix. This will be nice, and this is not me pumping it up. This will actually be a nice defensive uh, linebacker core. Yeah, absolutely. And I see here in the chat some people bringing up uh, the tight end position as well for the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, that that is absolutely a question mark for them. Uh, right now, I would say it seems like Blake Jarwin's probably the guy. Jeff Swaim is the longest, I think, tenured guy at this point. Uh, even in his case, you're talking about a guy with maybe 20 catches at best in his career, and that's hell. That that sounds really uh, generous on my part now that I say it out loud. Uh, if, if he's got 10 catches, I'm surprised. So yeah, their, their tight end position is absolutely very novice right now. I think Blake Jarwin of what they have is the most ready right now to be a starter, most complete ready guy to be a starter. But I do like Dalton Schultz a lot. And I think he could absolutely, uh, be a very good tight end in time. I just think as a rookie, he might just be a guy who is a solid blocker, and if he makes a couple catches in a game, you're like, oh, hey, he did do something else. So, And I don't even want to get into Rico because that, that's just such a Pandora's box anyway. Yes, uh, Rico has the, uh, the the physical skills uh, from the eyeball test. You know, an eyeball test don't win you games. And somebody was saying earlier, I, th- I think they mentioned – not in the chat box, but to me earlier uh, via like one of the messaging systems, and they were saying that hey, you you're a fool if they cut uh, a Rico. Like I'm making the decisions, but the thing is, when you look at the uh, roster and you look at Schultz, you know for sure he's going to make the team. Because nine times out of ten, if you draft somebody that high, I think he was like what a fourth round. Third, what is it, fourth or fifth? Schultz, uh, fourth, Schultz. fourth, I fourth. believe. So you draft? Yeah, him fourth. I think he was fourth, and Mike White was fifth. <clears throat> Yeah, so nobody's going to you – know, they're not going to bite their tongue or cut their nose off to spite their face. So he's going to make the team, you know, sure. and I hate to say that, you know, for, for just giving somebody a position. But he's making a team, and then you got a Blake Jarwin, and you have uh, uh, the Swain. So this is the thing. Can the other guys play special team, and can you block? Those are the major things because I don't think that on a 46 roster that you can have a, 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 a just a specialty player just for the end zone. And, and you just got to realize this, too, as well. Jamez Olawale, he have H-back skill sets, meaning that he can run routes, he can run out in space, he can actually be your quote-unquote substitute tight end out in certain packages. So you will not cut your legs off from under your feet by just saying, okay, I'm going to get a guy that I know that can play one or two snaps a game. You're just not going to do that. Hell, I would rather for them to even – uh, when they get to the money zone, line LVE up and tell him to run a a, a dig comeback route or something like that. If if you just want to get creative in that aspect of it, just for somebody from physical talent of catching the ball. Yeah. So uh, it's just one of those things where we all want collectively we want to see Rico because of his size, six foot seven, six foot eight guy that can run pretty good out there as far as a tight end. We want to see that out there because because anybody who got Madden, anybody who got uh, any of those football games, you can just plug Rico gathers in and he will run the route that is on the computer screen. But in real life, it's not like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think with Rico, man, it's, <laughs> it's almost too much too soon for him. Like we, we look at it and we're like, man, this is year three. It, they either need to make it happen or they need to move on. 
And that that's probably true. Um, but we're, we're talking about a guy who didn't play since middle school, and even with all the athleticism he has and the ridiculous plays he can make, it, it's kind of the fundamental stuff that continues to elude him. And, like, that's, you know, recognizing coverage sometimes, audibles, blocking schemes, and things like that. And you, you can't risk getting your quarterback or your running back killed just because you're not able to do it. That's why even with his athleticism, they struggle to really put him out on the field. And to a lesser degree, now this wasn't a case of the guy not knowing it, but we saw the same thing with uh, Escobar, a guy who was not a good blocker, and as such, they never found a consistent role for him in the offense. That and the fact that Witten never came off the field, but that was a second-round pick that went absolutely nowhere as a result. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, you know, when we talked about uh, Dez Bryant leaving the team because Tony Romo uh, was not even there because of his injury. Mm-hmm. You can throw in the same argument because if Tony Romo was stayed healthy, then we might see a different Escobar out there because I think Tony Romo was able to give Escobar the ball several times uh, in his short time when he was playing with Tony Romo. It's just that one thing that we know for sure, when you see Escobar, number 89, when he played for the Cowboys, run out there, you said, okay, we all know that that's a pass in formation. That's a pass play. It, it, it tips your hand on what you're trying to do. And remember, I always tell people football is chess, not checkers, right? So it will be the same situation when you see Rico out there. You can already tip your hand and say, okay, they finna pass this ball. Let's go ahead and sit on these routes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see here. So That's some good topics, guys. This is real good stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> OG Kush, Cali, 2K, that's a long name, 2KS, Fordham Boys, uh, is talking about the defensive tackle position still being a huge need for the Cowboys. Uh, wh- how do you feel on that? I-, I actually like what I've seen and read so far about Jahad Ward and how he's kind of fitting into things. Oh, man, I saw an Instagram clip. I wish we had a, a, the ability to drop it into everybody so everybody can see it. Uh, I'm seeing that he's working on his hands, some kung fu techniques, you know, uh, separation, getting separation. But my only reservation was not about his hands. My reservation was him getting off the snap. So yeah, hopefully I know for sure. I can't wait to see uh, what old Rob Marinelli is going to give him his nickname. You know, I can't wait to see that, you know, what his yeah. name is going to be. But hopefully he can get off his, his stands pretty fast and, and help out the guys that's in the inside. Because I think Collins, I saw him on Instagram. Guys, if, if you ever uh, just want to know the insights of players – Go to Instagram. They post when they working out and jogging heels and stuff like that. And I saw actually, uh, not Lyle Collins, but Malik Collins with a boot on, running heels, jogging, you know, saying, huh. hey, I'm going to be game ready. I'm going to be ready by, the, by, by week one. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, him, Jahab Ward, and then you throw in D-Law and some tacos out there. It's going to be nice. And then I, did I forget about Randy Gregory? Yep. Put him in the mix too as well. It's going to be nice. Yeah, I, I'm really, uh, really interested to see what he can finally do now. As Vach has pointed out, you know, even though he didn't play at all last year and he only played one game the year before, it's a guy who a lot of what makes him special is just his natural ability, right? His bend on the edge and mm-hmm. all of that, his long arms, things that give him at least some leverage or advantage in a lot of situations. It's not something where it's like, okay, well, 
it's not the same degree as if you have someone who wins with technique and they're rusty on the technique. Like he is a, you know, blow, blow around you or get the leverage with his long arms, keeps it from you really getting hands on him. And then even if you do get a hand on him, he's got enough bend to kind of work around the edge and get after the quarterback. So I, I think in his regard, he might get off to a little bit of a slow start, assuming he's reinstated like we all think is going to happen. But I do mm-hmm. think he will still bring in a good impact for this team. The first time in his career, we will really look at him and think like, wow, this, this dude's actually paying off finally. Like he is a legitimate contender or uh, contributor, excuse me, on mm-hmm. a good defensive line for us. Yes, indeed. He's going to be rolling up the quarterbacks. <laughs> yep. Coming around with a blunt force hand face to the hand to the face, you know. But this is the thing, you know, I, I, I do know that um, lately we all been bashing Roger Goodell, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe, if I do some reverse psychology, maybe I say, maybe I can just say Roger Goodell is a good guy. He's a wonderful uh, commissioner. He's doing everything the right way. Maybe our, our our fortune can change because <laughs> I guess me dogging his name and trying to say the same thing over and over again since he's been uh, enshrined as the uh, the commissioner, commander in chief, the the the, uh, the the jury, the grant was it executioner and all that, right? Yep. Maybe if I can just change it around and say he's a real good guy because everything else I've been saying, he's been getting raises every year. The NFL been flourishing. Uh, I think they made what 14.5 billion dollars last year and on pace to making 20 billion this year so hopefully if i can just say this and everybody in the chat box just change their mind about roger goodell and say hey roger goodell is one of the best commissioners that's ever touched face on any sports program and maybe some fortune would change for us right yeah absolutely (laughs) i'm actually uh now i know you got hot earlier in the week over the recent suspension uh for the 49ers guy was that was that actually alden um it was uh foster kid yeah yeah reuben foster that's who it was yeah yeah yeah. so for those who might have missed that i want to i want to set you loose a little bit (laughs) on that subject again to uh get into the kind of double standard being set for foster reuben foster compared to Zeke and how the NFL handled not just the investigations, but even then the punishment that it doled out in the end. Man, I got so much hate mail from the 49ers fans. I mean, 49ers. <laughs> they, they, sit, they, they hit me up on message, iTunes, I mean, Instagram and Twitter, MySpace, Facebook, even they have a MySpace, Snapchat, and they all got at me. They, man, I'm telling you, they at the Law Nation. Uh, they were saying, hey, man, you don't know the full story. Uh, basically, the lady or the broad or the woman or the beautiful lady, however you guys want to call her, basically they said that she lied and she recanted her uh, statement towards the police and they threw it out. But they failed to realize the man had gun charges and he also had got caught with marijuana. And you sure. know, I guess he passed the marijuana test. I guess his uh, levels were all clean. But, you know, you remember the story of Greg Hardy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lady didn't even show up for the bench trial or whatever the trial case was. And they still had the conclusion. Everybody was saying, well, he paid her off. And that's why we're still going to go after him. I think that's him. I think that's a fairly fair assessment in that case, though, because – uh, I think she just stayed away in general 
at that point because she was pretty gung-ho about it until uh, they they apparently met and discussed some things. And then suddenly mm. she not only didn't report but kind of stayed away in general. So I, I don't I don't know on that one. I, I always get leery of defending Greg Hardy. That's that's pretty tough. Yeah, to it's, it's the hardest thing to, to even try to put into that box. But what I'm saying is, and I, trust me, guys, I do not respect the man that put his hands on a woman because any man that put his hands on a woman should answer to some form of law. But mm-hmm. this is the thing. Uh, if, if there's smoke, there's fire, right? You know, and if if and then on top of that, something had to happen. What happened then? What made her go to the police and say this man drug me across the floor? And then what made the witnesses? What made all of the people with the commotion? How all of these people all of a sudden hush hush about it? it it's 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 fickle process with that. Now on Ezekiel Elliott's case, we had factual evidence that the lady had um, text messages and other uh, uh, forms of media saying that, hey, when the police come, lie and say that you saw him hit me, you see. And then they said the lady got into a fight the day before at a club. This is from uh, the Tiffany girl that that, that put Ezekiel Elliott under the bus. Those bruises and all that stuff. The people that was at that club said, no, she got in a fight with, I'm going to just throw a name out there, you know. She got in a fight with a Tamika, you know. She didn't fight Zeke, you know. (laughs) She got in a fight with Tamika, you know. She got them bruises from that, you know. And then on top of that, we saw from Ezekiel's phone, from her, saying that, hey, uh, they're going to believe me. And I'm, I'm going to ruin your career and all yeah, that. I'm yeah, I'm going to ruin your career. I'm white, you black, and they're going to believe me. So the NFL at that point, after they read that information, they should have said, you know what, Ezekiel Elliott, we're going to pull you in the room. We're going to talk to you about this situation, and we're going to tell you, hey, you got to slow it down. But we're still going to suspend you for conduct unbecoming because that's the power of the commissioner, right, to still suspend him and say, hey, your conduct off the off the field, whether or not it's true or not, we're just gonna go ahead and suspend you for these two games. But you know, you gotta stay clean because uh, you you down a pathway where you can't return. But yeah. This this witness right here, this lady right here, this does have these allegations, these accusations against you, whatever you call it. You know, uh, we, we're gonna just dismiss this this time. You know. Because that's exactly what they did for Reuben Foster. That's exactly what they did for the uh, the, the Jarvis Landrys of the world, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think uh, Zeke didn't do himself any favors by not exactly being a Boy Scout during that year-long investigation either, uh, whether it was uh, allegedly punching the DJ at the club uh, or him pulling down the girl's top at the St. Patrick's Day parade, things like that. Uh, it just kept him in the public eye in a bad way. And if you're trying, if you're in Zeke's situation there, I think the best thing you can do, you, you want to, Ooh, I got to be careful on how I choose these words. You want to, you don't want to make yourself look like the bad guy in the situation. You want it to look like the NFL is being like unjust and, and what it's trying to do. And like, it's basically, uh, you know, being just in general, unfair in the situation to you and how you're the victim in that sense like oh i didn't do anything wrong these are false allegations <laughs> yada, yada, yada. look at my record otherwise but when he's out there doing all that other stuff it's kind of just reaffirming well you know he is under investigation with the nfl and they are looking uh looking into him for domestic violence like it, it just felt like it kept that in the forefront and in the court of public opinion 
he wasn't doing himself any favors if he was trying to get anyone outside of Cowboy fans to think that he was being uh, treated unfairly or taken advantage of. Yes, indeed. And then let's just look at this too as well. If you go up public records and you type in Ezekiel Elliott, you can do that, guys. Everybody that's in the chat box and everybody who's uh, Facebook, Twitch, and uh, whatever platform that we may be on, go to that, go to public records and just type in Ezekiel Elliott. Depending on what state you are, you have to pay probably five or ten dollars. You won't see a, an arrest record for Ezekiel Elliott, but if you type in Reuben Foster, I guarantee you, my bottom dollar, you will see. An arrest, arrest record, you know. So, or if you would rather things. take our word for it, you can just give us the five or ten dollars. There you go. <laughs> and thank Patreon. you Patreon.com. Yeah, Patreon, <laughs> Dallas Prospect. Guys, go there. Help, or or help, hit up the super out. chat. Actually, I think uh, you got the super chat. I should be getting that soon, actually, hitting a uh, thousand subscribers. I got to apply for monetization on the channel. So, once, uh, once that's hopefully approved in a week or so, I'll actually have that feature as well. Hey, guys, man, check out the Dallas Prospect website, too, as well, and uh, the YouTube page. Hey, the guy put in a lot of work. This stuff is not free 99. This is a lot of labor of love and a little sweat equity put all into to put all into one. So, you know, yep. this stuff is not easy, really talking. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Yeah, man. And, uh, of course, I-, I showed you the thing. I made a, uh, it's just a s- stupid, silly video or whatever, kind of uh, commemorating the 1,000 subscriber thing. But because fair use doesn't apparently exist on YouTube or Facebook anymore, I had to just post it straight to the site. So uh, <laughs> for any of you who actually have interest in that, there's a uh, link on the site basically for the 1,000 subscriber special or whatever. It's like two or three minutes, totally just a silly, stupid thing, but... I got I got kind of angry when it was blocked or whatever initially, so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna put it on the site. I don't care. Not as many people will see it there, I guess, but whatever. Uh, I, I made the video and I, I wanted to commemorate the milestone. Damn it! Yes, indeed, that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's hard to get a thousand subscribers, and I know that uh, my original goal was to just post and post stuff to the to the YouTube so I can watch, and then all of a sudden it it grew. And I said, I, I want, I, I want to hit a thousand subscribers. It took me almost a year, you know. So I mean, for you to hit it that fast, man, that, that's a remarkable yeah. thing. So I, so I started. It's kind of interesting when I think about like when I technically started the Dallas Prospect. Like, I, I registered the DBA. I run it all through in August of 2017, but the mm-hmm. first version of the site didn't launch until like mid October. But then, even then, I wasn't really pushing any stuff out there. I was just trying to, like, write articles and get content on the site because I'm like, what's the point of advertising that I have a site? If I have no content on it, no one's going to want to look at it. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until, like, January, like, early to mid-January that I actually started putting it out there, getting more active on social media and kind of saying, like, hey, look at us. We're new, you know, the new kid on the block and all that. So mm-hmm. really, it's only been about six months uh, to already hit that, and it's... That's awesome. A lot of that's come just uh, working with you guys, uh, Law Nation, Silver and Blue, and all that. But a, a fair bit of it as well is uh, the NBA draft coverage and free agency and things like that, which is really cool. I like I like kind of how we've diversified the audience a little bit uh, in that regard, cover some of the other sports we talk about as well. Yes, indeed, man. And, hey, 
Dallas Mavericks, you know, hopefully they can win another championship too as well. <laughs> and, and since I'm in Big D, you know how it goes. Although I'm a diehard, I bleed uh, purple and gold. Everybody know about that. But although, you know, it is what it is, you know, I'm, I'm in Texas. Uh, we, we know what the Lakers just done just did, but we're going to move forward. What, what was the next topic? I don't want to let everybody know about that purple and gold, you know. Yeah, uh, I'll just say on, on that as well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you – to one or two Mavs games this year. See if we can at least get that to be a secondary team for you. Uh, Greg Jackson here in the comments on the Dallas prospect page is saying that uh, he's in, or he's from West Virginia and watched every one of Tavon Austin's games. That's a, uh, that's pretty nifty there. What, what do you think his impact will be? The kid can de- definitely do some special things, but we haven't really gotten to see it in the NFL yet. And I know some of the kind of detractors on it who kind of like, you know, poo poo the idea of the Cowboys signing him and expectations for him. I, I they point to the fact that who who's the Rams coach now? Uh, McVay. McVay. Yeah, they'll say like, oh well, he's like the quarterback whisper, and he's this great offensive mind. He couldn't really make him that effective of a player. Why do you think you can? I would argue McVay didn't have yeah. a whole lot of time with him, and he he's not like an atypical player. He's kind of a hybrid running back receiver like slot receiver so i don't know what what do you think on that i mean mcvay is cool but uh he didn't beat us the last two years he was with the redskins did he you know and and it was one of the things too as well that mcvay yes he he's a uh i guess a a student of the game far as putting people in the right places but you guys know that the redskins had chris thompson right and and he didn't make this guy just like lights out and all of a sudden, last year, Chris Thompson uh, for the Redskins blew up and, and was doing all type of r- remarkable things. So, I mean, we can always point the finger and say, well, Tavon Austin is washed up. But he had Fisher, you know. Yeah. He had Fisher. You know, Fisher is the uh, He had a lot Warner, of bad, you know, bad players. years with bad Ram teams. <laughs> I mean, he, he's dynamic. If you get him in the open field, he can make some stuff happen. There's no doubt about that. The question is just how – how creative can you be getting the ball to him? And that's what worries me in this scenario because that is not the offense we run. We are not a creative offense. Now, hopefully they'll be more creative this year, knowing what's on the line as far as, you know, their job security and all of that. But man, I I feel like we have all these guys. I mean, not, I I shouldn't say all these guys because our receiving core has a lot of questions too, even though I think they will be better than people expect. You got a guy like Zeke out there. You got a Ferrari, and yet you keep him only under the speed limit a lot of the time, it feels like. You know what I mean? Like, you don't ever get creative with him. You don't ever take him out of the open road and just let him open it up. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you got this great engine, and yet you're you're so concerned about everything else that you just play it too safe, and you don't ever let him really shine to his full potential. That's what drives me crazy, and that would be my concern with Tavon in that regard. Not saying that it's the same animal necessarily, but I, I still think it's a guy who, if used properly, can be very effective. When did when did Jason Witten ever come off the field? You, yeah, I know you know that stat. Uh, man, he played something like 83% of all snaps last year. I mean, he led by a mile all tight ends and snaps last year. Okay, so he led by a mile. When we talk about creativity, and I do know, I'm not trying to throw this man under the bus. We do know that uh, it was talked about, you know, this for a long time. 
that Des Bryant had only three routes. Is that correct? That, that, uh, they, that they opted yeah, to they, run they had, with they him. Yeah, they had three that they typically ran with him. It was usually usually one of those three. One of those three. And then you couple that with the fact that Jason Witten rarely gets off the field. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm setting everybody up with this question here. What is 10 personnel? A lot of us don't know that. What is 20 personnel? You see, so when you start – and you got so many packages within those personnels now. That's meaning that now you can line up with one, you know, back out there in the backfield and zero tight ends because you now you have more weaponry now with that aspect, with that look. And now with 20 personnel, you can actually line up with Ezekiel Elliott and Tavon Austin, and you can throw Cole Beasley still into the slot. Now that's going to create different type of packages. They're going to create different type of wrinkles out there. So when people say, hey, the Cowboys have no creativity because you was a handicap Jason Witten out there, yeah. there's no way that you're going to take old reliable off the field and say, okay, we're going to run this 20 personnel with Switz and uh, a Cole Beasley last year. You just was not going to do that, you know. So now, although we got Switz gone, but now you got a Tavon Austin, an explosive guy. You can throw in the mix of – uh, uh, of uh, I'm about to say Kelly Moore <laughs> when you throw in the mix of a Cole Beasley and also Deontay Thompson it, it just can throw in so many wrinkles now you see yeah. so I mean regardless whether this team want to or not they're going to get creative and then think about this too as well now that you have Tavon Austin who is a better uh, jet sweep runner than anybody that we ever had since Rocket Ishmael I mean it's just gonna, he's just going to be a better guy that can run that jet sweep and then we're talking about the reverse, too, as well. That's different than the, than the Jet Sweep. I think that he came on um, the Cowboys breakdown, tail of the tape, and I think they had uh, one of the guys uh, trying to talk to him about formation and football plays. And he said he loved to do L-O-V-E, love to do the Jet Sweep. And we're going to see him getting out of the backfield. And regardless of what anybody say, the Rams offensive line, not even close to this one. Yeah, I think they're getting there in the last couple of years, but they're not as good as uh, certainly for the majority of that time, right? They they were trash for a while. I think now they're getting to be a better offensive line, but yeah, they're they're a ways off. They're not the 2016 line by any means for the Cowboys, and I think this offensive line for Dallas is going to be, I think by year's end, will be as good if not better than the 2016 line. That, yes. That's one of my somewhat <laughs> bold predictions. The bold prediction. <laughs> that's good, man. That's a good bold prediction. And I, I see that we can, anybody, you know, can pretty much block better than what a Byron Bell did last year, right? And anybody yeah. can block better than what a Chaz Green. And so as long as we don't have those two, <laughs> as long as we have, uh, you got the Cam Fleming guy that we got from New England. And then we have the Marcus Martin guy, not calling him the guy that's like a Picasso. Uh, or uh, he can turn water into wine, but these are guys. These are guys that can be great substitutions. I didn't know that was uh, Picasso's trick. <laughs> right. I, I just thought he was an abstract trick. artist. <laughs> <laughs> right. So these guys can't paint like an abstract artist like yeah. a Picasso. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is that when they put a Marcus Martin in, hopefully we don't see him. But when they put him in, he hopefully, and I know for sure, I can just stand on, I can stand on this uh, chair and say. You know, he's going to be better than a Byron Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so, for sure. 
And uh, what I really care about is that these new offensive linemen are better than Chaz Green. Right. And, and uh, I see Vach Lombardi. Guys, follow his page. He's a longtime uh, follower of the show. Vach. And also, Vach, man, he's does, he do film breakdown. He knows. He's already working on 2019, guys. Is he know? wanting to get in here? Uh, let us let us know, Vach, if you want to get on in, man. But when you jump in, you can't show your face, though. We, we, we got – Oh, got I got the, the thumbnail up anyway, so even if you tried, thumbnail. it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Let us know, Vach. Let us know. I call Vach Lombardi the people's champ. Vach Lombardi's work is uh, now featuring on the DallasProspect.com. Oh, wow. So if you guys go to the DallasProspect.com, where every legend was once a what? Prospect. Yes, you guys can see uh, Vach Lombardi's work because he's working on 2019 people. And uh, one of those guys that he's working on, I can guarantee you this, they're either going to make Pro Bowl, All Pro, or one day in their lifetime they might can make it to the Hall of Fame. So that's where this all starts, man, when they are, you know, redshirt freshmen or, or trying to make the football team and, and they made it to the NFL, stuff like that. That's where I like to watch film at too as well, when they, when they, before they became, you know, the mega superstars. You know? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh man, let's see. Oh, Daniel Meza, shout out, watching us at uh, up at his work. That's sweet. Let's see, Shell Shack on the Tollway. A lot of Dallas athletes love that place. That sounds like a place we should check out for an upcoming live remote. Oh yeah, we I'm starting to wonder if uh, we're a little overdue for one of those. Training camp mm-hmm. comes up into this month. Maybe, maybe. Yes, indeed. You know, we can show up live in the flesh. You guys know I say live like 95. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, let's see here. So, trying to jump here. If you guys got questions in the chat, feel free to throw them at us here as well. Uh, we'll pick up and run with uh, whatever added topics get checked in. I saw James Sorrow, shout out to you, Italian Cowboys, Ninja Nuts in the mix, and, and Jay Farm and Vodge Lombardi. Shout Ninja out to all nuts. you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boy, we ain't going to fool out here, boy. <laughs> That's the best way to do it, man. Let them see the personality, not always just the analysis. Yeah. That's, yes. uh, that's Vodge's charisma. Yes, yes, indeed. Maxwell, what's Talking good? Talking Doski, Woski, and PC Whiskey. <laughs> he gonna break it down for you, man. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I saw someone asking uh, in the chat here what we think if the Cowboys should look to add a veteran tight end in camp. How do you feel about that? Like, say, an Antonio Gates or something? Um, Not Antonio Gates, but somebody was telling me, uh, and I forgot, man, charged it to my head, not my heart. Uh, they sell, they sent me a link, and they said, what about the kid from uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think his name is Bright or Britt, and I think he fit the uh, mold yeah. of what the Cowboys like to have in a – I think his name is Kyle or something like that. He's, he's Bright. smart. Bright, yeah. Now, he'll be the only guy that I can maybe offer up a trade or, or try to dance with to get him on his team. They, they did like a um, – a scenario of what you would do oh. or what you would get to get this guy. And what I was like, okay, he'll be the only guy, you know, because, you know, they, they drafted a tight end last year and they need another, they don't need another tight end. So yeah. he'll be the only guy that I really would like lean on. Did you hear that drop? I accidentally just hit a button and like played a drop or something. 
Okay, all right. <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't at all fit what you were saying, so it was a bad press. <laughs> I was trying yes, to indeed. clear something on the stream deck, and I accidentally hit a audio file. Whoops! At least yes, it wasn't inappropriate. Indeed. Right. <laughs> like he needs some milk. Yeah, I used to have that drop. Oh, uh, here's the one that uh, producer G likes a lot for Silver and Blue. I want me some glory hole. Jerry Jones, I want me oh. some glory hole. <laughs> Don't we all at this point, boy? We we by long overdue. Yes, we sir. Sam Cook, a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Change see. So, give me give me a, a question or a topic that's being kicked around in uh, your chat. Uh, a lot of people talking about Jock. I mean, my Vach. I about to call him Jock, man. Vach. Everybody <laughs> talking about Vach. You know what are they saying? Ninety five percent. I like Vach. Vach. Vach is ruling everybody in the chat box, man. He get the Thunderman Award, man. Yeah. Vach Lombardi off the top ropes, the people champ in the mix. Let me see if I'm, I'm going to send you the link. Yes, indeed. Man, I'm going to send him this. Hey, get him uh, in here. Get him on in here, man. Uh, I know he probably be busy with his uh, day job or night job. Let me see if I can find him on this thing, man. Yes. So what was the next topic, though? Let me double check. Chia. Just in case he want to join, I sent him. I sent the people champ the the link. And you know when Vod say when when I bring him on, he always want always bring him on to fight somebody. So <laughs> you know you ain't fight nobody today, Vod. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Oh man, I'll be interest. I'll be really excited when uh, we get to training camp and all that because. We do these shows every Thursday, but this is undoubtedly the slow season for football as far as uh, the activity. I'll salute to all you guys checking us out even here in the off season, even in the dredges of the off season where there are fewer topics than usual. I mean, it's rarely nothing. And, and, and for Cowboys Nation, for Cowboys News, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. The next thing I had drawn up was talking uh, a little more on Randy Gregory. That's Vach's boy as well. So man, if he's coming in, this is this is the perfect thing for him to lead in with. Well, the thing is with uh, with um, Randy is that it, to me he's still an unknown. You know, the unknown of the unknown. I mean, uh, I love his band. I love the way he can tack and fight up the field. Mm-hmm. I love his aggressive mindset and demeanor when he's playing for Nebraska. But the only thing, and, and he, of course, you may look at him from the eyeball test and say, okay, he may be suspect against the run. But that's not the case because he's pretty good against the run too as well. It's just that, okay, conditioning. You know, yeah. will he be able to play a, a 30-plus snaps or will he be able to uh, – to, to play a full, you know, entire half without, you know, gasping. Because you do know that when you take plays off, that's when injuries occur. So my thing is, my only reservation that I have on Randy, is he in- injury prone? Will he be ready to uh, to, to fight? And, and I always, my my, my, uh, my slogan for this year is not just finish the fight. We're not going to just finish the fight. I want everybody to hashtag start the fight. So that's going to be my, my, my beating drum for the, for the first start of the year is that I'm going to try to make some T-shirts, and we're going to say, start the fight. Yeah, exactly. Let's see here. So I see someone uh, chiming in asking uh, regarding Dez, and if we already talked on the possibility of him returning. Uh, just to answer that question, I, I don't see it at this point. You already got $4 million in dead cap money for him. 
it makes no sense to then give him a new contract and pay him closer to the 12 million when you weren't willing to even offer him a pay cut in the first place. It, it like you you're already paying him in a sense, not really paying him, but you already owe 4 million as far as dead caps concerned. And then you have another contract, even if you got that for like a six or a seven. All right, cool. Now you're paying like 10 instead of 12, but you weren't even willing to offer him a pay cut. So just apparently, uh, in the day that he was released. So what sense does it make now other than to signal to your receiving core that you don't really believe in their development or anything like that? I, I think at this point you just roll with it without Des. Do we have Vach in the building? I don't know. I sent them link. Oh, okay. Botch, I, I sent I you the link, but in. I already sent somebody said, get your butt up in there. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Montana 808, man. Thank you for joining in for right now. And uh, somebody said they want to also uh, for us to go over, like, the recap of what, uh, what we already talked about. For All those right. who missed, we can always hit the rewind or we can just tell you right now we already talked about the uh, Earl Thomas uh, situation. Uh, possibilities of him coming and also his teammates talking about his love affair for the Cowboys and the yep. way he just loved. He would actually leave out of the locker room once they finished beating whoever they beat or lose whoever they lost to. He would actually run to his TV or flip over his phone and watch the Cowboys highlights of of us, you know, dominating and beating folks, you know, when we did do that. So uh, that's what Earl Thomas is. And then we also talked about what was the other topic we talked about? Uh, the, the, uh, we talked on what we, our expectations uh, regarding Jalen Smith and if we thought he could be in at least the discussion for Pro Bowl. Yes, and uh, we talked about, yeah, that, that, that aspect of it, Pro Bowlers. And uh, my, my two people that I had for first-time Pro Bowlers would be uh, Jalen Smith and also uh, Jordan Lewis, Hip Pocket. Yeah, and and I did a film session earlier today on Cheeto Bay and Woozie. I, I think that the, the, between the two, between Jordan Lewis and Cheeto, is that Ch- Cheeto is a little bit more physical. You can play him up a little bit closer, and, and he can just dominate with the physical trait. But the uh, Jordan Lewis is of the world. He's freakish, long long arms, and he's more of a nuance. He, he can he just ride you like a hip pocket. If you got those Wrangler jeans and you see that pocket is on the side of your pocket, that's what he does. He just rides your hip, and, uh, and, he, and you can't shake him aloof. He's just right there, and he can just jar that ball out. And hopefully uh, with the Chris Richard system that he plays a little bit more press and uh, they can trust their uh, safeties and linebackers more in his system. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the interesting names on that, let's see. Training camp, for those wondering, I think starts, it's like the 25th, or maybe that's the state of the team address thing, but it, it's like the end of this month that it starts um, when they're in Oxnard. Uh, I saw one of the names on that list that I referenced earlier. I think it was Inside the Star who had the list, and they mm. were talking about potential first-time Pro Bowlers for the Cowboys and one of the names they listed on there, from an ability standpoint, 100% agree. If he was if he was not suspended, I would have totally agreed he would probably be the most likely candidate. They listed David Irving, and I was just kind of thinking, like, man, you think he's going to make it even with the four-game suspension? Because that, that's, that's a tough spot to make that. I mean, you got, what, Donaldson uh, there from the Rams and everything, or Donald uh, there from the Rams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got some competition at that position to then suggest that he's going to come in and, despite missing four games, be a pro bowler. 
I guess if he were to have extrapolated the data from last year, like if he does that this year, but doesn't miss those final four games and keeps like that kind of, you know, rate going, then yeah, if you're talking about him in 12 games having 12 sacks or something right. like 11, 12 sacks, then yeah, maybe at that point you do have that case. Yeah, you w- yes, you will. And uh, the thing is with uh, David Irving, I call him Belly Irving until I see him again. Uh, I, I just feel like he's going to be one of those guys, ESPN 30 for 30. What if I told you a guy that had Reggie White talent but was never ever, never able to get on the field? That sounds like something that they would have a special for for David Irving. If he can't get his mind together, and then also I do know that uh, with the pro bowlings, I think they got some type of ruling if you suspended for any, I guess, transgressions that you're not able to participate in the Pro Bowl. I think that that's maybe a ruling where he's not going to be able to, to participate this year, even if he just goes, balls out and get like 12 or 13 sacks this year. Uh, but I just yeah. hope whatever production that he can bring or will bring to the team is that it wreaks havoc on the uh, opposition and that other people can feed off of that, like the Jahar Wards and the uh, the, the Collins and the, and the Tacos, you know. So hopefully uh, they can just eat off that and feed off that, and we can see a better play from D-Law too as well. And we know what D-Law did last year, so right. hopefully we still have our reservations on D-Law. We just want to have him to have that exact same year that he had last year, mm-hmm. and we want to see what we, what Taco can do. Law, with your, with your uh, voice – I, I definitely have some ideas for different kind of content we can do from time to time. Uh, kind of like a, not a mockumentary thing, but like a, a kind of like fake trailers for type stuff. Uh, <laughs> absolutely can do that. Just a way uh, to kind of infuse a little bit of humor and kind of get a, at the same time, a little bit of our commentary viewpoint analysis, you know, uh, I, I'm currently working on one on a maps front, but absolutely seems like, with your voice would be perfect to do a couple with the Cowboys. I'm gonna have to yes, think. I'm gonna have to indeed. think on this. No doubt. And hey, pump the brakes, everybody! Stop what they're doing. Oh man, we got a special guest in the house. I'm talking about your brother from another mother, no other. And I'm talking about the People's Champ. Go ahead and tell them who you are, man. Yo, 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 real, real fast, man. Y'all already know who I am. But let me just say this, man. They- <laughs> Jay Farm in the um uh, in the uh, comments. J J Farm. Uh, I don't even want to say your name wrong. J Farm D. You know who you are. Uh, uh, salute to you, fam. Me and you have had plenty of conversation across the Dallas Cowboys community in different chat boxes on my show, Law Show, this show, Mark Show. Let me tell you something, dog. We're not just finna come in here and throw salt on Randy Gregor, okay? We just ain't finna act like Randy Gregor is just flat out trash. Now, if you want to say that the young boy was unproductive, you know, he came out, did his thing in the preseason, did damn well in preseason, hurt his ankle versus the Giants, come back in a few weeks, kind of rushed back in my opinion. Then he had some games where he had tackles. He didn't didn't get sacks. He didn't get those numbers. But he had some tackles, but he wasn't as productive as he could have been coming off the injury. Then he gets hit with suspension. Now, we're not going to say Randy Gregory's trash. If you want to call him unproductive because he ain't got the numbers, do your thing, famo. But you say you looking at film, homie. This Vach Lombardi, that's Law Nation. Look, if you watch the film, you don't see trash. You don't see trash. Uh, what, the, what the homie that just whooped um, Chaz Green in Atlanta? 
Adrian Claiborne, I can look at him and see his production, but that ain't elite defensive end play. He was just productive. Randy Gregory got bend. He got hand placement. He got huge ass hands. He got body contortion. I ain't saying he the best. He got he got uh he got burst. I'm not saying Randy Gregory's the best, but he's a mile away from trash. Man. Let's, just, let's just chop that down a little bit. What up, y'all? It's Vash Lombardi. What's happening, y'all? Thank Coming you. in with well, off the top ropes, man. I, I, I ain't mad. That was but, that was Macho Man Randy Savage off the top rope. I, I ain't mad, but let's be steadfast and doing our homework. You can do homework and not be steadfast in it. Let's really understand what we're looking at when we look at it. Now, I could make a video. Me and Law could do a combination type video. If if that's what the people need, I just need y'all to say so we can kind of make this work like we did the whole David Irving situation. But let's not call the little homie trash. That makes my neck itch a little bit. That I don't like how that feels. You let's see not, that everything is elevated now, man. And I'm telling you right it. now, Vodge, man, you are the people's champ, and the people are gonna speak. What what did uh what's that guy that beat the hell out of Batman on it on that Batman Dark Knight? What's his name? Bane. Bane, Bane, Bane. Big Bane. He said he's for the people. What was he saying? That almost starts calling you. Uh, when he's, Gotham is in ashes, then you have my permission to to die or something. Nah, he said he said he's coming for the people. There's man. a movie full of quotes. You got to give me something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. My, my Dark Knight reference is just trash. But I feel That's trash. I feel what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. Somebody in the chat box would know. He said he's giving people. Gotham back yeah. to you, the people. Something to that effect. Yes, he giving Cowboys Nation back to the people, boy. <laughs> and look, man, they far from the homie. Oh. Dog. That's that's the homie. He he's very supportive. He's he's put a lot of views into this community as a whole on all the channels as a whole. Salute to him. But oh, just yeah. but just some fruitful conversation. We I, I just can't let that fly though, bro. Not gonna Jay be Farm, man. Shout out to Cedar Hill, man. Salute to him, man. Uh yeah. DDP, what's happening, man? I ain't mean to just come in, you know, and not talk to y'all, but I you know, I just had to get that off my chat. What up, Law? What up, y'all? Man, oh, yeah, not fine, much, man. Nothing much. Let me see here. Trying to find that exact Bane quote, but the problem is if I play it, they'll hear it on the stream, but you guys won't hear it how we're set up currently. That's all good. But, hey, Vodge, man, I don't know if you don't know, man, but we are live on Facebook. Uh, we live on Twitch, MySpace, Snapchat, Phantom. Man, we live everywhere, man, on YouTube and, and even on DDP page. Man, we everywhere, man. We universal around here. Wow, man! Thank y'all, thank thank y'all for having me, man, and you know putting me on your platform and letting me bring my energy and hot takes to the building, man. Thank y'all, thank y'all so much, you know. Yeah, Mm. no trouble at all, man. No trouble. Always happy to have you on. One hundred percent. What's on the docket tonight? What we uh, what we running up in here? Well, let's see. I got got a good almost, huh? Yeah, I got a new uh, a new topic for you guys. Uh, What do you think the chances are of Taco Charlton? taking a leap forward in year two when you, mm. when you when you say leap you mean like a like a jump like like like, like looking like the first round pick production we should we a lot of people were expecting last year body contortion <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got that um Bend. <laughs> i had a theory that uh that maybe uh maybe taco would be a tad bit more productive at three tech than he would be at um 
you know, the end spot. Uh, just, you know, how I look at what we do with David Irving. You know, he's not a – he's like – Law likes these big trash can full of dirt defensive tackles yes, or whatnot. Yes. And, and I always say the game's evolving more into these athletic guys, these longer guys, or these guys that are quick for the inside. Aaron Donald, he ain't necessarily big and long, but he is quick for the inside. So I see a lot of teams taking defensive ends and they're bumping them inside. Calais Campbell played a lot of three tech this year, even though he was a defensive end and other, and you know, uh, with the Cardinals or whatnot. So when I look at Taco, he's not exactly David Irving size, but he is big, long, not really quick for outside, but he can be quick for the inside type of dude. So I, I, I mean, don't be surprised if we see Taco playing on the inside, um, and that could also be your we don't want to pay David Irving contingency plan. Um, but as far as a as as far as a leap, I mean, you know. You know, as a as a football guy, man, I always say off seasons are magical. And as long as guys are doing what they're supposed to do, you know, we can see leaps and bounds from anybody. You know, guys just, you know, they work on so much, man. They they go to these they go to these teams, these 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 camps, they give them dumbbells and sandwiches and they come back swole. Y'all remember how small Demarcus Lawrence was? And, mm-hmm. and then he come back swole. You know, Randy Gregor kind of came back swole a little bit. So NFL strength and conditioning is amazing. So I expect Taco to have a better idea of what he can do with his body, with his length, with his strength. Let me, ask you this, let me ask you this, uh, big time. Go, 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 go ahead, go ahead, bro. Uh, and I might have my foot all the way up my mouth. I did a comparable, and I know this is why you don't do comparables. But my comparable for Taco was Chandler Jones. So break down Chandler Jones and how far off I am of that comparable of what Taco Charlton is. How far off I am, or how much water I need to dive in and just not swim up for. You're you're fair in the way that they don't win with super athleticism. They they kind of win by bullying. And damn, Segway Jones, because I was just about to say this. Uh, Taco Taco in Michigan was a bully of sorts. He wasn't this super technical type of you know you know type of guy, but 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 he was solid with with his physicality. Chandler Jones ain't no super bendy dude, but he he knows how to manipulate cloth. He's he's a very pushy type of guy. He can play with your emotions and have you doing the wrong damn things you know what i mean so chandler jones gets sacked. i actually got a video coming on him by the way chandler chandler jones gets sacked by setting people up and using physicality and using those extra moves by using nuance of the game because he's a because he's an old head in the game nowadays not by being a super athlete or anything so if taco is going to have to figure the game out he's not going to do it being a, a, a super athlete he's going to do it with nuance with hands with positioning things like that that's what uh, made a Hall of Famer of Jason Taylor. You know, I'm not calling Taco Jason Taylor, but they similar in traits. Remember, I remember when you were doing film sessions and you still do them, uh, you were talking about what we look for is traits. What we look for is what can be the possibilities, what right. their size and their measurables are. Right. And, and when you talk about Taco Charlton, you look at his size, you look at his measurables, you look at his hand size, you look at what his band is. And, you know, sometimes when we, you're talking about Randy Gregory, you're talking about what his traits are and what you can physically see with your eyes with that band. And as much as much as we glorify and we love D-Law, we would never see that band in D-Law of what we see of Randy Gregory, right? And this is so, the funny part, dog. Yeah, go ahead. Break it down. D-Law had to, had to evolve into this. 
like all the things that that D Law kind of figured out over the years, like Randy Randy Gregory rolls out of bed with. You know what I mean? That's why I'm not too worried about him coming back being solid for us. Now I'm not saying he's gonna be a top tier double digit sack guy. Um but if we just fix his conditioning, and I don't even think that's really a problem because the Cowboy Illuminati probably sent some shadowy figure over there to work him out, knowing that he's going to be back with the team soon. So I don't doubt that Randy's been, you know, working out the past few months or so. Uh, so, but but the the things that Randy rolls out of bed with, like I said, the, you know, the 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 length, the bend, the hips, the body contortion, you know, uh, 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 Law kind of had to learn that. Demarcus Lawrence kind of had to learn that. And I showed him a video. You can go see it, Vosh Lombardi, V-O-C-H-L-O-M-B-A. Like, he, he's he's so much better with his hands than he was freshman, sophomore year. Uh, he's so much better with his setups. He show, he's so much better better with his planning. Planning is is half the battle. Like he comes off the football saying, "Man, look, I'm gonna give this hard fake to the outside. I'm gonna let you flip your hips. Then I'm gonna give you a hand to your inside pectoral, shove you, then flip back inside <laughs> to get the tag." You see what I'm saying? Like he's, yeah. you know, he pro- he he's probably not thinking of that long. Like I just said it, but he can think it faster than I can say it. And and he's and he's he's had to work on that. And that one move that I just explained, he did it. Law, I tell you. Um, so. Randy's going to have to learn the nuance. Taco's going to have to learn the nuance that it took DeMarcus four years to learn. But um, but as far as like physical gifts, I mean, you can't you can't learn how to be long like Taco or how to bend like Randy. You know what I mean? Mm. Hey, the people's in the chat box, the flame box is what I'm calling it now. Uh, they want to know. Give me a 30 second scouting report on this Dorrance Armstrong because they, they, they got Dorrance Armstrong all in the me. They say, Vox, talk about Dorrance. You know, uh, Connor Williams only only gave up one second. It was against Kansas, and it was against your boy. Uh, he's also a bully, you know. Now, I, I do think Dorrance is going to have to learn everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's going to have to learn the entire shebang. He may not be productive uh, year one, but however, what he is is that he's, what's your word, Law? Tenacious? You know yes. what I mean? Yes. <laughs> he is a very tenacious, mean, angry playing dude, right? So he may not get you with super tech with super technicality but he's very tenacious he's mean he's angry plus he got a good body for the game uh pretty long with his extension nice with his hands you know he likes you know he he like to get you after the whistle a little bit smack you upside the head i like i like small little small little things like that but he's gonna have to get better with his hand placement and consistency i'm gonna have to see him do it do it all the time because in some of these games he flat out disappeared um but however, he did get a sack on on um, on uh, Connor Williams, and nobody else could do that. But how he got that sack on Connor was being tenacious. Connor thought he whooped him, but it ain't over until you know what I'm saying until that whistle go boop. <laughs> yeah, Play, playing through right. the echoes of the whistle, man. That's what I'm talking about. Building What's on, up? Uh, building on that, I got a question for you guys. Which mm-hmm. Cowboy draft pick do you think will have the biggest impact? Uh, Van Der Esch, Williams, Gallup, or? I mean, Vach, you, you were saying you were just talking about Armstrong maybe not having a huge impact. So let's just say the first three: Van Der Esch, Connor Williams, or Michael Gallup, who has the biggest impact this year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and go off the top ropes too. That Connor Williams. Mm-hmm. That Connor Williams is just mean, nasty. Uh, Vach Lombardi did a film breakdown, an excellent film breakdown. Shame on anybody that's in the chat box that never saw that film breakdown from Vach Lombardi. But this guy is. Nasty. He would not let you up off the ball. When you when he gets you down on the ground, 
He's going to bury you. He's going to put you six feet uh, under, underneath. So I think that he's the most valuable piece that we have out there uh, uh, as yeah. far as what we drafted because now he elevates everybody on that line. And I do know that he's a rookie. I know that people want to come at me with all this hate mail. But he, yes, but think about this. We are run first team. So anybody else we get is just allegory. This guy right here, Connor Williams, Ezekiel Elliott, that's his best friend at this point, him and uh, Travis Frederick and anybody on that line. Yeah. Because now he can run to that left. What I, what I think gives him the advantage as well, I mean, not only just being a starter, but he's in a he's part of a unit that is like the focal identity of the team. And if assuming the offensive line plays like we think it will, we think that this is a better version of the line than we had last year. Not necessarily 2016's version yet, but better than last year, I feel. Uh, I, I think that gives him an advantage and the fact that he's playing on the inside, it's not as demanding of a uh, position necessarily as some of these other guys like Gallup. He's in a situation where our receiving core has a lot of question marks surrounding it, specifically where the big play is going to come from and all of that, you know, the perceived a- absence of an X receiver. So he's at a little bit of a disadvantage. I think Van Der Esch will make a lot of tackles, but you also have to expect he's going to have some, limitations as well early on just because of the different responsibilities associated with that so i I think connor williams has the advantage but i also do legitimately think he is the most primed in terms of a physical prospect and everything to have the immediate biggest impact in 20 or in 2018 2019 yes indeed man look and look, one thing you can't teach is temperament. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and Connor Williams is 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 the the walking. Law, give me a word for for he is this. You know what I mean? You you you. Law, give me give me a word for for it don't get no better than Connor Williams when it comes to this. Give me give me a word for that, Law. Medieval. Whatever. Like <laughs> quintessential. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a football guy. I'm not an English teacher. Look, man, the, 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 he wins most of his blocks because he wants to destroy people. You know what I mean? You know, you ever you ever heard of you know CD CD's reports about these guys and they be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think he loves football. I don't think he loves. I don't think he's nasty enough. Connor Williams loves nothing more than to put somebody in the grass. And lean forward and whisper in their ear, and tell them, "I'm gonna do it again next play if you don't fix this." You know, like he he'll do this. He's mean. He's nasty. He's strong. He has great hip flex. He 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 he. he did I say he's strong? Did I say that? Yeah, yeah. You said he's strong, and, and then he, then he's a pretty boy too as well. No homo, but he's a pretty boy too. He's he gonna, he gonna look pretty out there knocking you down. Look, then, then he's in between Tyron and Tra- like, he's probably like the fifth best guy on this offensive line, which is wild, which yes, is wild, man. And and to be fair, like like prior to his injury, he was gonna be the best tackle in the class. I say two years ago. Now it just happens to be that this last class was godly at at guard or whatever. You know, you know, Quentin Nelson, Hernandez, right. uh, Isaiah Wynn, and that. But um, but. Connor Williams is the real deal, in my opinion, and he's going to be on this team in the the long run. I love Michael Gallup, but, you know, he's not going to be on the field all the time. I think there's there's, uh, going to be heavy rotation at receiver. Um, Van Der Esch is going to play, but it ain't like he's going to be Sean Lee day one. Connor Williams is, is going to step right in into this damn infinity gauntlet. He's going to walk straight in. 
they want and they're going to they're going to demand something from Connor Williams and 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 he's going to love to deliver it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Yes indeed. I hey, you know so. how you eat so. your, your your vegetables and you eat your your steak and your your main course meals? That's what Connor Williams is. And yeah. then what the uh, other guys are, the supplements, like the vitamin yeah. that you take. Wow. You know, the vitamin is never going to be more than what that steak meal is going to be. So wow. that's what Connor Williams. Remember I did the video on the core. I said what we need to do on this draft is focus on the core. And I was all hell-bent on uh, Will Hernandez. But, hell, give me Connor Williams. I'm okay. Don't get me wrong. I love Will Hernandez. Let's not get this mistaken. (laughs) However, I walked into this draft thinking Connor Williams was a tackle and that he would never get to 50. Well, we we looked at him as a guard, and he he made it to 50. So I'm elated to be able to get that level of talent, um, you know, at, you know, at, at, at the back end of the um, second round, in the middle of the second round or whatever. So uh, I love, I love him to death, man. But, um, True, true. It ain't really close. It ain't really close. <laughs> Dalton Schultz, too. If I could just, you know, shout him out real fast, you know, this this uh this run first offense and Dalton Schultz may have his question marks as a as a receiving tight end, but as a run blocker, uh, I mean, please. Bashanene, like he's top tier as a run blocker. So uh he's gonna have an immediate, you know, impact too. If he, you know, beats out Jaron and you know, you know, Schultz. Right, right. Uh, Schultz you know. got the Superman chin, man. He gonna do this thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, we are starting to get up against it on time. Um, let's see, what, what's something uh, real quick we want to go into before we head into the send off? Y'all call me, oh, in. man. And look, man, I just want to say this right now. Vaj got a saying. It, it's three things, man, that he looked for out of a player. And uh, and he can tell you right now what are those three things. He got it on his T-shirts and everything. And I want you guys to go to his page and get one of those T-shirts because we're going to be at these training camps, and we really want to see – we want to be able to get, give one of these T-shirts to one of these football players. Wow. Man, wow. Tell, them, tell them what the three things are, man. Speed, strength, and ass whoop. You need all three of those. Those three things are more important than 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 food and, and water and shelter is 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 better than all those things. You know, uh, you you got to be able to play fast. You got to be able to play strong, and you got to have the temperament for the game. You got to be a warrior, man. What you what you say? What you say, Lord? The mentality you got to have that warrior mentality, man. Have it, man. And um, and ass whoop is a is a is a part of that, man. <laughs> Going back to Carter Williams, he can whoop you and put you on the ground. You're not gonna get back up. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. what we want. We don't want to see nobody at the Cowboys jersey helping anybody up. And remember, yeah. I don't like to stand, finish the fight just that, just alone. I want us to get out there and start the fight. That's what we want. Yeah, savage man. What you say about Jerry Jones, Mama? What you? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. So, uh, so you want me to wrap it up? Uh, big, uh, not big game, James. Shout out to big game, James. Shout out to Silver and Blue Nation That's producer G. And who else we? Uh, who else we affiliated with? Uh, DallasCowboys.com. Shout out to them. Computer and them. Computer. Yep. Shout out to you, man. Okoye, Don't forget Mark to hit me Holmes, up. Holmes. Yeah. Uh, whoever uh, out of that group. Koye too, as well. Mark Holmes, Joe Boo, and uh, Footsteking. 
the king. The Somebody the king. tell Derek Eagleton if he wants better ratings on his online radio <laughs> show, come get these YouTubes, dog. We'll fix it up. Don't worry about it. Hey, bro, did you see that? Uh, what's this guy? He tried to do a film breakdown. I think his name was uh, Eaton. Don't crucify me, guys, but he tried to do a film breakdown with. Uh, Nick Eatman? Yeah, Nick Eatman tried to do a film breakdown, a film session with Tavon, uh, Tavon Austin. It was the funniest thing in life. He didn't have a clue, man. <laughs> you, know, bro, bro, you know, Broadus is there for a reason. You know what I mean? Nick, Nick, Nick is definitely not football guy. Boy, tell it the taste, man. It's on the Cowboys website. I laughed, man. It was the best laugh of my life almost. But, <laughs> hey, you guys can always find me at Laws Nations at Twitter, um, MySpace, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and also I think I got a Snapchat somewhere out there in Twitch. I'm impressed That's you got a me. MySpace apparently. Yeah, I still I keep the MySpace rolling. <laughs> Even Black People's Meat, man, and Black Planet. Shout out to them too as well, man. That's not the Black Planet. <laughs> I'm just following with y'all, man. But yeah, guys, follow my content, man. I did a, a film session on Cheeto Bay. Awuzie. Woo. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, he his his ability to uh, just be aggressive, that tenacity, the way he flights fights out to the ball, pursuit and crash up field is everything. So I really think. Think that uh, year two and beyond with Chris Richard. If we forgot to mention and talk about Chris Richard, I, I really think that the uh, playing the, the people ten yards back or ten years back off the line, I think that's going to stop and cease and desist. And uh, I think that we're going to have a better team. Whereas uh, I like the aspect of Chris Richard saying, "Hey, we want accountability and dependability." And we want our guys to have the opposition to think before they pass. So that, I really love Chris Richard's temperament. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> but that's where you guys can find me. Go ahead, uh, uh, Vodge Lombardi. Tell them where, where they can find you at and all that good stuff. I mean, you can uh, mostly find me on YouTube breaking down film of some of your favorite college players, even NFL players. Uh, we're doing the uh, 2019 season. It's, it's a quick look season right now. So, you know, the Ed Olivers, Joey Bosa, little brother. I just, you know, dropped some film film on those guys. So go over there and check that out. Also, it's it's uh, it's, it's uh, going to be real heavy Dallas Cowboys in the season. So I'm going to try to get at least two Cowboys film sessions out every week. So uh, it's going to be real heavy over there. Follow me on, on uh, Twitter as well. Vach Lombardi, V-O-C-H-L-O-M-B-A-R-D-I. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, he don't man. he don't run nor hide and tell him what's more important than water right now. Let me just let me just let me just say this, man. You know, everybody, you know, all 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 these big big head um organizations or whatever, they're they're funded by something, you know. Uh whether it be the ESPNs, the NFL network, even DallasCowboys.com is funded by something. But if you want to support the small business, like there's big business, the, the the corporations, you know what I'm saying, the the Illuminati types, but then there's the ones like us that's always gonna give you the real, the ones that's gonna that's gonna relate to you on that human to human type level. I was just having a conversation with Jay Farmer in the in, in the daggum chat box. Now you hear my voice, you know what I'm saying? Because because the 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 conversation with y'all actually matters to us. And the only way we can keep this thing rolling to keep this community moving to make this Voltron robot as big as strong as we possibly can 